centuries, mankind has been fascinated with realms outside of our conscious awareness. Through a series of interviews with practitioners, guest speakers, and experts, Liberate the podcast covers all that and more, from health and holistic healing to the supernatural. We aim to educate, motivate, inspire, and liberate your consciousness. Welcome to another episode of Liberate the Podcast. So today we're bringing a longtime patron of Liberate Emporium in, but now she's actually becoming one of our newest team members as we're getting ready to open Liberate Hollywood. Uh, Amazing soul with just pure divine energy that has went through her own spiritual transformations over the years and has really uh, decided to dive into spirituality and understanding and developing her own gifts as a beautiful healer in the last uh, few years. And so I'm welcoming Annalise. Annalise, welcome. And if you want to share a little bit about yourself, then... Yeah. Okay. So uh, it was almost four years ago, the first time I went to liberate Los Feliz. (laughs) And uh, I was a baby, to say the least. Um... Yeah, uh, since then, I I moved to Los Angeles to be an actress, which I still do on the side. But I, um, yeah, I went through a crazy transformation this last year. I um, had some relationship issues that um, kind of pushed me in the direction of questioning what I was doing with my life, um, what was the intention of all the things I was doing, why did I want to be an actress, uh, what was the driving motive behind that. And um, yeah, I, I just got to a point where I was ready and willing to look at a bigger picture outside of my own perception of things. And yeah, it, it's been a beautiful experience. So here I am today. <laughs> in a beautiful journey. And, you know, today, I love the topic that you picked to to want to really go over it. And that is one of delivery. And when somebody is really ready to receive and the power of your own linguistics when you're communicating with other individuals and the timing and the perception and the impact that one can have on another person's life um, and how you can positively influence somebody and also negatively influence them even with positive intentions right definitely and so um, I, I love that and I would love to dive in a little bit deeper to that so let's let's first off tell us more Yeah, so the reason why I chose that subject, uh, and I mentioned the acting, was because when I was first introduced to this bigger universal consciousness, the spirituality, uh, living a mindful life, if you want to just say that, I I had immediate... reaction to all of it like okay you know (laughs) this this thing again you know all right yeah you know if I do all these things I'm living life the way that you should and da 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 uh that when I heard certain vocabulary from people that were giving me very sound information I instantly had a knee-jerk reaction to my ability to do it if I heard the word meditation immediately it's like I had these limiting ideas about I can't do that or it doesn't really fully work for me the way that people die into it and say it changes their life. And so, you know, uh, through time, I was lucky enough to get kind of past the hump of that and have 
things happened that were so drastic in my life that kind of shook me out of my my perception of things and my little bubble that I had created um, that my immediate response to certain vocabulary and, and concepts and terms uh, diminished. So, but since I started on this path of you know, self-evolution um, of allowing myself to look at the bigger picture of things. I have, um, you know, I just have become very aware of how important it is to properly communicate with people that could benefit from this type of work because I wasn't there that long ago where I wouldn't even give the opportunity to these things that that they have. So the benefits that they have. So so you wouldn't even listen at a certain yeah. level. So it kind of goes back to that like cardinal rule or that that saying that meet somebody where they're at. Or you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. It's like it's like how you you know really get into that flow. And like let, let's say if somebody's learning, like since I mentioned horse, and so this analogy is coming into my my mind. Uh, so when somebody starts to ride a horse, they actually have to start to learn the rhythm of the horse and how the vibrations and what works for them working as a unity together. If they're on on the horse and they're too like they're they're too aggressive or they try to kick or they're not really in the flow of it, the horse isn't going to move. You know, they're not going to do anything. But if you if you can resonate with that horse, then suddenly you can steer in whatever direction you you wish as the rider of that horse and i'm not saying that we're steering people into whatever direction and controlling and manipulating please don't misunderstand uh, that but you know on some level you can have stronger influences kind of yeah and influence is a really good word to say um you know i i was first introduced to this work um by a, my mentor a dear friend of mine uh, al fuentes who is a mental coach and essentially, um, I since have now begun training under him for the work that I do. And uh, the whole process of it is learning how to breathe consciously and really shifting the idea away from it, shifting the vocabulary, not the idea, the vocabulary away from meditation and you can connect to spirit this universal consciousness and all these things which is absolutely what's happening but to um kind of approach it more gently with individuals of hey let me help teach you some breathing techniques that have been scientifically proven to shift um brain function from the front of your brain to the back of your brain into the uh, theta and delta consciousness while you're awake which allows you to which is the consciousness that you are activating only when you're asleep which allows you to process information uh in a more powerful way and um which is scientifically exactly what's happening when you're meditating there is no um silly flighty dightiness behind it that is what's happening but um you know of course for those that are in the spiritual world myself included there is also a little bit of magic behind that but <laughs> yes yes, yeah, yes yeah. of course and but some people want to hear yeah. the connecting to spirit but th those yeah. you know and so this is where the language and understanding who is the receiver, which goes back to something that I always like to say is communication is all about what is received, not what is said. Yes. And, and you know, it, and so how is the person receiving? Because if you're going to talk, 
we're sitting here talking right now, and hopefully you're receiving as you're listening to this podcast, receiving the information and the insight. But as we don't know you, we don't know necessarily what what different ways that you view the world is. But if the objective isn't to talk for the sheer notion of talking, the objective is to get a point across, to share knowledge, to share this experience, to maybe hope and, and cause inspiration and insight on, on the people that hear this to maybe make some changes in the way that they approach all different things, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But so many times people forget that communication isn't about the communicator it's about the receiver absolutely yeah absolutely um you know i wouldn't i wouldn't be here today if i hadn't uh, had somebody take that into consideration for me and baby step me into this this uh, awareness and um the more that i i start doing this work i I realize, I look around, I see people, and I realize so many people could benefit from allowing this into their life. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, we can't force the work onto people. We can't do the work for people. They have to really want to choose it for themselves. Um, But what better opportunity to be mindful of a really um, understandable approach to the norm, quote unquote, (laughs) Uh, to inspire them and encourage them to feel like, oh, okay, this is a safe space for me to do this because it's just a breathing exercise instead mm-hmm. of and a visualization instead of um, this is a meditation and, and which you know um, I hate that there's any type of stigma with any of that and I don't mean stigma I mean um, limitations again yeah. it takes it back people immediately have limitations within themselves of being able to acknowledge these things or, or want to see these things so they have associations you know yeah and, mm-hmm. you know so we we and it's nothing wrong with having it but our mind that's how our minds work i mean if you if you we are categorizing machines right so we're constantly putting things into different filters and so if you see a chair you you put it in the category of a chair but now is that is that a computer chair is that a dining room table chair is that you know a living room chair is that a beanbag chair is that a whatnot but it's going in the same category as chair even though that they can be very different but in order for our minds, which is so simple, like, mm-hmm. let's put it over there, you know? <laughs> but uh, I, I totally get what you mean, though, is that there's there's a lot of negativity circled around a lot of different things. You know, there's also a lot of positivity circled around the terms of meditation and the trends around Absolutely. it and everything like that. But then there's people that feel like that might be too religious or off-putting or too hippie-ish or whatever. In style. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's it's a real thing. I think that, um, again, under, being able to explain, articulate scientifically what a meditation is, is physically doing to the body can help people um, not have the limiting ideas about about the fact that they can be a part of it, that they can accomplish it. And, you know, life, we're in a really um, interesting time in society. And uh, it's, you know, more important than ever for people to 
kind of reconnect to inherently what we are as, as beings and mm-hmm. to start to reawaken to something to basically what created our evolution so quickly in the first place and um you know to kind of reawaken to what we are as beings yeah <laughs> and um you know i i uh, wish that i could just run into a crowd and be like okay everybody <laughs> like, everybody sit down and let's let's do this like let's wake up to what we are into this bigger con- universal consciousness and you know but um it's a simple approach because we can't do the work they have to want to do the work to kind of full circle it and um i think just the ability to allow uh, approaching with certain people okay like this is what's happening and having them discover this bigger truth on their own is so important yeah Um, because then it can kind of get to a place where they will be like am I doing this right or you know even the opposing side of that I'm I am doing this right and like a bit of a little baby ego yeah (laughs) uh develops as opposed to really experiencing the work and realizing oh okay like this feels right this this isn't a question of anything this just is a knowing yeah um but we can't we can we can be leaders we can be um we can help people choose to walk down that path which is amazing but we we can't do the work it's like a trainer right if we'll use the analogy of a um fitness trainer like i take you to the gym i show you how to do all these exercises but you have to do the physical work you have to be the one that's like okay i'm gonna commit to working out five days a week and do exactly how you told me and in time i'm gonna see these results and things are gonna be great I'm just helping facilitate something that you want to do for yourself. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with, you know, a kind of awakening to spirituality, awakening to this universal consciousness. Uh, We as healers, we can only facilitate in helping people uh, choose this for themselves. And we we are that support system. We are um, that knowledge that can help them uh, realize these things for themselves. Um, but I, you know, I'm constantly wanting people to understand um, anything that I do, you're not capable of doing. In fact, you could do it better than me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, it's it's uh, just allowing yourself to. And I think those baby steps and and language to certain individuals and to the approach to really change society and change the way that people are living and seeing and being is is very very crucial right now um you know people really don't want to believe that there's something bigger than their lives right now well it, no i shouldn't say all excuse me i shouldn't say all people but a lot of people have gotten to a point where they're just like it just is what it is like i'm gonna live i'm gonna die i'm gonna live my life the way i want to and just really have severed that connection to to spirit so that to beautiful connected mm-hmm. energy and and have become complacent and comfortable in in that emptiness and yeah. you, you can create really amazing things in that space it's not like your life's your life is doomed and all is bad if you're living there but you can do so much more in that space you can mm-hmm. you can still this is the other big thing that kind of goes along with the vocabulary 
you know, people feel like not only is, um, you know, awakening to this bigger consciousness, to spirituality, something to just do, but people get afraid that it becomes just a whole lifestyle. And yeah. if they start on this path, then that's what they have to entirely become or else they're not living it truthfully. They're not living it genuinely. And they kind of have to forget all the things that made them them. And, you know, there's a bit of a misunderstanding there because, yeah, you can, you can definitely, when you embark on this path, oftentimes certain things, certain character aspects within yourself do go away because you realize, well, that's not serving me. And the intention behind me doing that in the first place wasn't really pure or good. And now I see that. Yeah, you might shift and change, but I I love that the fact that you used a fitness analogy and a trainer, because if we backpedal just a little bit, you know, um, I feel that what you're talking about is very easily perceived and understood among the level of fitness too, right? When you say that there's so much more that somebody could be experiencing within their life, even if they're, say, in the same job, in the same marriage, in the same um, town, in the same house or whatnot, a different experience, it's no different than if somebody chooses to be healthier, right? The days are the same, the same 24 hours in the day, but if you're eating right and you're taking care of your body and you're you're drinking the proper amount of water and you're getting a good amount of sleep, that the same day can feel completely different. The same flight of stairs can suddenly be easier to walk instead of harder to walk. The, you know, and there can be all that change. And I think that a lot of people have the same type of fears circled around health and wellness. Okay, well, if I'm going to start being healthy, well, then suddenly then, you know, everything about me that I have to, you know, do this commitment, it's all going to be encompassing and I'm going to have to work out, you know, seven times a week and I can't eat my red meat anymore, my dairy or this or that, and I'm going to have to only eat vegetables. And they make it like this extreme type of thing that almost seems unmanageable. Mm-hmm. But the byproduct of even if they do healthy just a little bit, they work out two days a week, they did, they park their car in the longer area and they walk or they, they try to add more vegetables one meal out of the day mm-hmm. or something like that. They suddenly will start to have those fallaways, like you're saying with these characteristics, um, they'll start to have the fallaways. They'll start to maybe not want to eat the fried food all the time. They'll start to not maybe want to drink the alcohol as much. Or they start to not want, and not because, but just because they're changed. Mm-hmm. They're different. Yeah, because they're realizing how much more fulfilling it can be to live that way. And, you know, I recently went through that big transformation. There's still elements of me that are going through that. Mm-hmm. Um and it's it's hard you know when you get to that stage when you really start making this a daily thing all of a sudden there's a bit of a a morning Mm -hmm. of the person that you were compared to the person that you're becoming and you'll have those moments where you're like oh man I I remember when it was okay for me to just go out until six o'clock in the morning and like dance all night and have drinks and you know get beef tacos at the taco stand next to the bar like whatever and you know it's all it's so easy for you to remember those things when you're in a higher vibrational state completely different 
So, and what I mean by that is when I, when I was going through this transformation, I had, um, moments where I would be like, you know what, like I've been doing really good. And by the way, do reward yourself, like allow yourself to indulge and have fun when you feel like you want it. There's nothing wrong with that. That's, that's a personal relationship with yourself and, you know, rewarding yourself for good behavior. is very important. Uh, however, you'll learn what really is rewarding yourself in time. <laughs> yeah. Because when I was first doing this, you know, I, I hadn't had a scrap of meat. I was actually doing a, a lymphatic detox, eating tons of fruit and, and raw vegetables all morning, breakfast, lunch, all of the above for six weeks. And it was really intense and, you know, no alcohol, no dairy, just really, really clean, uh, really clean lifestyle, a really clean diet. And at the end of the six weeks, I was like, all right, like I'm gonna go get a bottle of wine and some pie and order a pizza and I'm just gonna enjoy myself and have fun. And, and I did it, I sure did. And let me tell you something, it was not rewarding myself. And I remembered, <laughs> I remembered, it's, it's just so true. I remember waking up the next day and feeling a terrible, just absolutely <laughs> horrible. And I had like two glasses of wine, you know what I mean? It's not even like I was, yeah, let's go get wrong. I, it was just a terrible feeling. And I, I remember sitting there and thinking, wow, I was really mistreating myself for so long <laughs> and had been taught that those behaviors and, and, and uh, that those nutrients you know, quote unquote, and I was giving myself was, was okay because it was so Well, not only were you, did you teach yourself that they were okay, you, you taught yourself that there were some form of reward, exactly. right? Exactly. You yeah. know, like, okay, yeah, let's eat this and that because this is like something that's a treat. Like we even use those terms, treat. Yeah. And, you know, that's when the really big aha moments happen because then you realize just how important this work really was and just how important it was for you to really be responsible for the way that you're the way that you're you're honoring yourself you know mm -hmm. the way that you're showing up for yourself the way that you were showing up for yourself and you know just it's it, it's that's the pivotal point in this transformation where all of a sudden you you can't lie to yourself anymore and you're just like you know what that was a fun time and that was an amazing girl and those were great memories but I just it's not serving me it led me to where I am now so I'll love it and thank it forever but it's um no longer a reward I've evolved yeah. past it it's 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 just not I'm too aware that this isn't good for me anymore and that it's actually even more detrimental to my system and you know so that's a hard shift in this process it is it almost feels like a death kind of of someone that you were but such a necessary one because you know when that quote-unquote death occurs you this amazing rebirth of yourself starts to transcend and come through in life just as effortless in a way you know there's challenges still happen and you can't nobody is free of, of things happening to them but this work gives you the ability to decide how you want to be in those situations decide who you want to be in those situations uh in a, in a much more honoring and beautiful way to yourself and to others mm -hmm. and you know, to, and when you say this work, to, for clarification for those that are listening, what does that mean? 
What does that mean to you? And what do you hope that that means to others? When I say this work, I mean um, truly honoring yourself. That's simply put, this work is deci- is deciding to, you know what, I no longer just want to live for me and what works for me and, you know, what I, I want to do all the time and blah, 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 and just kind of being a result of the environment around you um, and things happening to you, mm-hmm. that all of that switching to you know what I want to honor myself in a way that makes sense not just for me but for the world and makes sense not just for me but for for everything you know and and I want to be able to know what that girl is you know I want to be able to understand what that looks like what what that can do in a bigger way how that can transcend life you know mm-hmm. so yeah i guess that's i love I mean. it <laughs> yeah. and we go back onto the dynamic of the language and communicating for those that are listening i think that you know, a lot of them, they're, they're, they're either maybe already walking and starting that path and already resonating with the vibration. But let's say that there's, there's people in their life that maybe they wish that, that they could have them start to find that connection to their self, like you say, and through different processes or different information or different techniques or systems that could, in, in all different varieties, what are some ways that you find that people are most receptive and what are some language patterns or ways of approaching you know yeah so and and do you mean uh, when you say people are you referring to people who are already on this path well I'm saying that the people that are already on this path are probably listening right now so they might have people in their life that they've been trying to drag and so those people what, what are some like what's some advice because you were in that position where you were resistant to hearing what people would say mm-hmm. and almost off-putted by it. And then you had somebody talk to you in a way that actually made you receive and hear things and actually want to understand and dive into it. And maybe there's some ways or different approaches that they could have on others in their life to help them, you know, start stepping on to this finding their self. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Um you know, for me, I, it was when somebody approached this work from the angle of, of science and not just explaining to me and, and showing me and bringing me through exercises, meditations, um, how impactful it is, how it actually does start to shift your perception of reality which speaks for itself when you get to that point of physically doing but also um being very aware of the fact that the higher vibration is the tuning fork and you have the ability all you can do you know like like i'm going to give an analogy here the life is a lot like 
of the purpose of a tree. Okay, so we start as little seeds and we don't really think about it, but we just grow to our fullest potential into this big, beautiful tree. And, and eventually, once we create this big, strong base with you know, strong roots and this tall structure, we, have the, we just naturally develop these long, big arms. I'm referring to a tree that provides shade and food and homes for so many animals, but it didn't force that. It didn't try to think about like, okay, I have to grow to this big full tree in order to provide food and shelter. No, it just by being, and just by being this strong force, by being this beautiful force, it was able to provide all of these things effortlessly to these other living, living creatures. So much like a tree, the same advice I would give to a human. Mm-hmm. Aside from the vocabulary of being able to scientifically explain like, hey, listen, this isn't some lottie dotty thing. It's just as simple as, do you want to learn how to breathe correctly and use your brain to its fullest potential and activate parts that we don't normally use just on our day-to-day routine? Sure, why not? Who wouldn't want to do that? That sounds pretty good to yeah. me. Yeah. Um, so this is when you're talking specifically on meditation, but then there's introducing the work as far as like energy healings mm-hmm. or other things or even just you know, diving deeper into one's life and journaling, or there's so many different things. But so when you're yeah. saying this, you're pertaining to more meditation and the science behind meditation. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Thank you for clarifying that. Um, you know, I, in the, the work that I've been doing, I notice with certain individuals, not all, because, you know, it just depends on the person. Sometimes I'll even shy away from using the word meditation and I'll replace it with visualization um, because, you know, we see in three ways. We see physically, we see mentally, and we see through emotion. So it's easy to, it's easy to explain to someone who has no concept of what meditation is meant to be and what it's meant to feel like and all these things that we can actually be like, okay, so it's as simple as this, right? I'm going to have you close your eyes. I'm going to take you through a breathing, a specific breathing uh, type of exercise, which is going to calm your body down. And then once you're in that calm state, hey, why don't we just go ahead and give a color to oxygen? Because Mm -hmm. we can't see oxygen. So it's just easier as a person to give it a color. So why not give oxygen the color white? (laughs) And I want you to imagine breathing in that white light to certain parts of your body. And then all of a sudden, it doesn't seem you're disassociating the meditation with the idea of spirituality and it becomes more science-based it becomes more on an understandable on a human consciousness level Mm -hmm. and then at that point you can take them you know use the individual who's more versed in this stuff can take them through the opportunity of just being like okay hey so now that you're in this state you're breathing you're imagining this white light coming in and out Um, you can take them through what is called a visualization. So then you can take them through a guided meditation where you're talking to them in a very, um, you know, in a very understood, um, just a way that, that is understood, not in a big, like now, you know, your, your spirit guides are here with you and you can find the vocabulary just dependent upon the person that best suits or just as simple as explaining Okay. And what if somebody doesn't feel confident about leading an individual in a meditation, but they just want them to find 
more inner peace or connection or something is there is some recommendations of some beginning type of things that you would recommend are there like youtube videos that really resonate with you was there a place where people could send people that says okay uh this would be a great place for your your friend or family member to start and you could explain it to them in that scientific way or that, you know, helping them have inner peace, but something that maybe isn't so hooey-wooey. Do you have any things that are go-tos? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely, uh, for me, what first, before I even started meditating, reading books was the biggest thing for me. And there's so much literature out there. The first book that really... Um, got my gears moving and thinking like oh there are a lot of perceptions and perspectives in life that that I can actually change the way I see things was uh, called The Noticer by Andy Andrews okay and that was that was a book that really got me thinking about about oh okay maybe maybe I can do this and maybe I am responsible for the way I see the world and how I respond to it and then the, the other book that really got me um, into the space was I can't recall the author, but the book is very spe- the name is very specific. Uh, it's called The Buddha Walks Into a Bar, oh, and cute. It's, yeah, it's mindfulness in a modern day society. Um, can't recall the author's name, <laughs> but but uh, a, a, a Buddha walks into the bar. I mean, I mean, I don't think that there's probably many yeah. titles like that. I would so. be shocked. You never know. Um, but yeah, so those two books were something that was really powerful, and then I think. The third book I read that really got my awareness of how powerful my thoughts were was um, E Squared by Pam Grout. And that's kind of like a lab book where you read a chapter and then there's homework for you to do energy experiments on and how how your thoughts become your reality. And, you know, I read it with a grain of salt at the time and I was like, okay, like, yeah, I'm ready to test this book. (laughs) And, you know, lo and behold... It, it's, it does a brilliant job in showing you how whatever you focus on becomes your reality. And uh, there's an exercise in it where you take two metal coat hangers and you put plastic straws on the end of it. And it has you imagine um, thinking about something negative. And you just hold these two hangers apart from each other. And you can actually watch as you're thinking these thoughts, how these coat hangers bend in towards each other when you're thinking negatively and when you think of something positive, something that makes you feel really happy and giddy or a great memory, the the two metal hangers move away from each other mm-hmm. and quite significantly. So it makes you aware of the energy as well. It starts to make you more uh, open to the idea of, oh, my energetic thoughts are actually influencing people so okay maybe things like reiki and prana healings are real because this is real yeah (laughs) so um, what i'm thinking about is making (laughs) coat hangers move closer back or or opening and it sounds ridiculous like if somebody had just came to me and was like if you do this i would have been like i'm never doing that (laughs) i'm not gonna make a fool out of myself and and do that but you know again just just baby step approaches you know if you if you really know people that would benefit from this work baby steps okay know that you're the tuning fork the higher vibration um influences individuals really being you know all we can do in life is heal ourselves and um it's not all we can do in life, but that's 
the only thing we have true control over is and responsibility for is ourselves as individuals. And so if we truly hold this beautiful space for ourselves and, and let it and, and really commit to the work and let it transcend in our lives, mm-hmm. that's proof alone. Yeah. It's going to, the people around you are going to respond to that and be like, wow, you know, you were in this space like two years ago and now look where you are. What are you doing? Yeah. And that's the most powerful, that's the most powerful tool that we have as healers, as individuals, as people. And to inspire and another thing on that on that note to really kind of drive it home, um, which is what you've been saying and is that we can't force another person, right? We can lead them and do we have influence over another person? Having influence over another person is very different than the ability to make somebody. We can motivate through our language. We can motivate through our words, the way that we can approach somebody to have them listen, to have them be inspired, to have them crave or want or desire or take action. is something definitely within our apparatus of control. However, you know, if we really get that somebody's situation, even if it's horrible, even if from the outside perspective, even from the inside perspective, if they're claiming it to be horrible and they're wanting out and they're suffering or whatnot, that just a reminder that we're all have learnings to do, right? And sometimes if you help somebody before they have that awareness or that learning, you know, you're really not helping them, right? Mm-hmm. If you if you if you continue to give the like a family members or somebody you know that's strung out on heroin money because you don't want them to to um, to starve or you continue to pay for their hotel room or whatnot and you know maybe you think you're helping them but maybe they needed to hit their rock bottom to have the motivation so that they can knock the drug completely right and so you know like. There, there's, there's lessons that are we're all learning, and this is in like higher, higher levels of evolution. But even in just like sometimes we, even on the scientific level, even on just the life of the physical human experience level, we sometimes need to be done with somebody. We some like done with a relationship. We sometimes need to be done with an, a certain employer. We need to sometimes be done with a certain behavior that we have in our life. And it comes to a point where we need to learn something and that maybe somebody from the outside looking in says, Hey, I can help you with that. So you don't have to suffer, but we didn't learn yet. And so that's actually causing more harm to another person. Mm-hmm. I really want to stress that. Because what we perceive as helping may not be helping, mm-hmm. right? Definitely. You know, and in knowing that, so you can come at it from a loving place. And if somebody's ready, they can make those shifts and those changes and they can move forward and letting them crave the curiosity and move in a safe way so that there is no, let's say, negative karma or just say repercussions of those actions, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean... It's it's hard to see when we're enabling people's behaviors and and when we're, our behaviors are being enabled as well. And um, you know, there's there's bigger things like you had mentioned heroin addict giving him money. Like that that's a pretty obvious like hey you're enabling a bad habit. Like stop doing that. 
But but from the love, like I used to do interventions and used to work at rehabs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. From like hearing it from the side of the family members and going in and doing an intervention among like a group of the family saying, you guys are all like actually killing the person, not helping the person. The shock and the like, no, they need to eat. They need a place to stay. They need something. They need this and that. They don't get because the immediate is that space of love of like, but I want to save you, right? So it's actually not that obvious sometimes to the people that are in the situation, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And that's where, to say it from those that are listening, you can see it from the outside and we can say that's so obvious, you know, this is a heroin addict and you're giving him money and you're helping him or her continue to use their behavior and to not really learn their lessons or making their life easy so they don't feel like they need to quit. Yes, but I want to acknowledge that every single person in whatever situation in your life, it may seem obvious from the outsider, mm-hmm. but it may not be obvious to you. Mm-hmm. Right? Definitely. Absolutely. And so, with that being said, yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's it's, it's great. Um, yeah. <laughs> and now we're speechless. I know. So if there is a sorry that feels like a good probably wrapping point. I I love everything that you've been sharing today, on on the power of influence and the power of language and the ability and the importance of really helping people get connected to their self. Um, is there anything else on, the, on that level that you feel like a tidbit of wisdom or something or, or anything else that you'd love to share? Yeah, I think just in general, um, you can, the, the statement you said earlier, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make the horse drink really take that moving forward for those who are listening um be extremely responsible for the life that you want to create for yourself and just dive into that fully and and let that speak for itself let that inspire and uh, and want people to come to you to know what are you doing that's that's the number one thing that we are responsible for and can do to influence people. And, you know, be very aware of where certain individuals are and, and expand your ability to explain the way that you're moving forward in all ways, not just in a spiritual way, not just in the spirit, spirit language, but, you know, educate yourself on the science behind it as well so you can speak to so many people as opposed to mm-hmm. a group of people that are already kind of walking down this path that have a base understanding of yeah I hear what you're saying that's great to have as well and completely continue to explore that but allow yourself the ability to expand to talk to the masses not just a certain group of individuals and it's so important more than ever to really start inspiring and encouraging those who aren't even looking at these things to want to start looking at, at this way of being, this way of life. Um, and that, that's the 
final statement. (laughs) Beautiful. Annalise, where can they find you? Uh, You can find me on my Instagram at Annalise Cherie, A-N-N-E-L-I-S-E. C-H-E-R-I-E or AnnaliseSheree.com and soon you'll be able to find me at Liberate Hollywood. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's the best way. I have um, email as well, www.AnnaliseSheree.com or at (laughs) gmail.com. All right, and we'll put all those handles and everything in the little feedback or the little note section. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. And thank you, everybody, for listening. As always, if you enjoyed this podcast today, please leave a little bit of feedback, a review. Uh, If you leave a written review, it really helps iTunes rate us a little bit better. Um, Of course, we won't shy away from taking those five stars, but, you know, um, a little written review just helps go a long way so other people can find all of our other podcasts as well. Thank you, and until next time. 